The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's another Sunday night here in Toronto, and tonight we're doing something a little bit different. We've got some returning friends of the show, and we're taking you all the way to small town Alberta. That's where we're going tonight. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back, baby! You are tuned into Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm pumped up. That's always Paper Planes, MIA. That's always such a fun, fun song. Gets the energy going here on it. It's a, it's a gloomy, gloomy day here in Toronto. But we're, we're talking to some returning friends of the show on tonight's show. Uh, last time you guys joined us was last summer. And some big tings are happening with this series. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and do rap speak as much as I can during this episode. It's going to fail horribly, but maybe you guys could teach me a thing or two. We have Calvin Shergold back in studio. Yes, Calvin Shergold, a.k.a. the Master of Cultural Appropriation. (laughs) (laughs) Calvin Shergold, a.k.a. White Wine. And we have Anthony Hall joining us again. Hello, hello. Young Riesling. Yes, this is Anthony Hall, a.k.a. Young Riesling. Young Riesy. the The duo behind Ming's Dynasty... So we've talked to you guys a couple times before about this show, and once, the first time you guys joined us a couple years ago now, Mm -hmm. this was a concept you guys were doing and you were looking for funding to shoot this thing and to get it going. That's right. Yeah, we've we've checked in with you guys at at like every step of the way. Yes. It's been so nice to, you know, have the documentation. (laughs) (laughs) And it's nice to watch, quite frankly, because, you know, 90% of what (laughs) some of us do in Canadian comedy is just pipe dreams that go nowhere yeah so it's nice for you guys to have this concept and go we you know we're looking to build momentum get the funding together and shoot this thing and make it a thing and now of course it is a cbc digital series Mm -hmm. and now you guys are nominated yes we are nominated for best digital series at the canadian screen awards there you go uh, our producer julian dezati who plays a character called casual jay in one of our episodes (laughs) uh is also nominated for best supporting actor so Two-time nominated. Yeah, two-time nominated. There you go. <laughs> how far we came. Did you guys, I mean, did you ever see it going that far when you were putting together this whole concept? And, like, was this just something sort of fun and silly that made you guys laugh that you just wanted to play around with? Did you see it having this much of a shelf life? I think we always saw potential in yeah. the idea. Uh, and and who knows how far it can go. I, 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 I have this sort of personal mantra that was kind of my New Year's resolution, which was, White wine full time. White wine full time. <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing too, Calwin, because I mean I've known you for years and you know did some of your stand up shows around the city and stuff like that. But you've you've had you've you've had this white wine alter ego for a long time now. Yeah. You've had this character for a long time, uh, and I remember when you did like you know parody music videos and stuff. At what point did you guys come together? When did Young Riesling and White Wine become a thing? 
I almost said ting again, but I feel <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I get one of those per segment. Uh, well, Calvin and I both studied at the Second City uh, in the long-form conservatory program, which unfortunately no longer exists, but we um, basically met there, didn't actually perform together a ton. Like We didn't even really improvise together that much in the program. But then on our graduating shows, we just collaborated. We had the most fun out there, and then we were kind of one of the few people that uh, made it out of that class and continued to do comedy and improv specifically. Yeah, there was a bit of a weird arrangement with the the class yeah. uh, at Second City, which created right. some bad vibes. Um, we I was in a different class, and we had a bunch of people drop out of the program, yeah. and then we got merged with Anthony's group. But when you're doing improv and long form improv especially you want to make sure when you're learning the process that you're working with the same people yeah and you right. really make sure you understand the the craft and and how to work together and when you throw a wrench in when you're learning like that yes. with a whole group of new people it was a bit of a mess yeah it's and, hard to get that group mind yeah. and that oneness that is pretty vital to doing like Long yeah. form. And and it made a lot of people in the class feel a bit blase about the whole thing. And yeah. then come our yeah. grad show, uh, people were not engaging. They weren't <laughs> they weren't getting out on stage. So Anthony and I were like, yeah. Well, we're doing it. And yeah. and we, we like we like we killed that show. Yeah. We, we 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 sort of I guess that was sort of the seeds of recognizing that we had some sort of chemistry. chemistry? Yeah, yeah, or uh, just a mutual love of Drake. Cause... <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I think that's one of the one of the great things though about especially the programs at Second City. But I think you know because doing stand up and we talk about this a lot on this show, but it's such a sort of lone wolf thing. Like everybody gets into stand up going like I'm just I've got to go this alone, and like you have your community and your friends and stuff like that. But when you're when you're writing together and when you're doing sketch and improv together, you just you find these people that you have the same sort of sensibilities with, and something clicks. Mm -hmm. And you could find writing partners. You find people that you want to collaborate with. In mm -hmm. stand up, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you guys are my friends and my drinking buddies. Whatever. My job is to just rise above all of you and <laughs> take the gigs that you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I always find it interesting when, whether it's, you know, actors or comedians or stand-ups or whoever, this idea that we're in competition with each other is yeah. a bit insane because what I'm doing or what you're doing, it's like apples and oranges. And, and yeah. when we all get caught up in this comparison, it's, it's yeah. it doesn't really do anybody any favors. And that's what's so great about the improv community is that it's like, because I came from stand-up where it was like you said, everyone's like solitary and, and gunning for their own selfish needs yeah. <laughs> and uh, in in improv it was like wow there's this community of support and and people are nice to each other and <laughs> yeah everyone they, seems they just to want be to play a good time. Yeah. what a concept we're gonna yeah. come back with more ming's dynasty the return right here on inside jokes global news radio 640 toronto Yo, this is White Wine. Young Riesling. You're tuned in to AM640 Inside Jokes, jokes. baby. Ha. chance of the Rizza and 20% Jizza. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight, we are talking to Calvin and Anthony, a.k.a. White Wine, a.k.a. Young Riesling, Ming's Dynasty. 
on oh, yeah. CBC. Nominated. You're in. So here's what I was curious about. So we have sort of followed this show along since, you know, when you guys first joined us on the air, you were plugging this thing and trying to get funding and then it went to series. So now where have we left off in the show? What point are we at in the show right now? Narratively speaking, narratively or, speaking. Okay. So, so we we kind of we we end the the season one on a pretty big cliffhanger. I, I don't want to spoil that if you haven't watched the show. So, uh, go to CBC Gem and watch Ming's Dynasty. <laughs> the entire first season is just about sixty minutes long. So yeah, you can you can burn through it really quick. And uh, yeah, it, we really put it in a place where we want to make more. And uh, CBC is supportive of us uh, getting a second season. Uh, especially after the CSA nomination. The CSA doesn't hurt, um, that's for sure. Uh, and so we, we've got big plans for a second season, and fingers crossed we get to do it. Yeah. Since you guys started, you know, working on these characters, well, of course, White Wine's been around for a while, but when you guys were sort of writing this thing and putting it together and coming up with this whole premise, how much of these characters evolved as you shot the series and as you've actually grown this into what it's become i think the beauty of white wine and young riesling is that they're just extensions of ourselves yeah like there's there's very little acting involved i'd say <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> like white wine is from brantford calvin shergold is from brantford yeah uh, young riesling is from small town alberta uh, yeah. lethbridge coldale area and yeah same with Anthony Hall. You and know? I think what's so fun about these personas is we get to sort of pick and choose the amount of ourselves that that are a part of these characters and when we want to like be, you know, it's sort of like uh, how Beyonce is is Sasha Fierce on stage yeah, and, yeah. and Beyonce off stage. Um, <laughs> White wine so, on stage. So White wine like, off stage. <laughs> I think we've kind of one one part that I think is really interesting is that Anthony hadn't actually been home to Alberta in about five years, and he, oh wow, okay, we, we wrote a story about him going home to Alberta to yeah. see his family. Yeah. And then it actually happened. It really played out, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was it was so surreal to be able to like come out here just sort of with dreams and not really a straight idea of what I was going to do and not being able to go home or afford to was, you know, something that weighed pretty heavy on me. But once the project started going and we kind of decided we were gonna shoot in Alberta, I was like, Wow, this is my moment to actually like prove to my parents and the people who sort of doubted me that I can do something out here. Like I am good enough and look like I'm bringing something home. And it was such a proud moment for me to just like personally be able to recognize that like, this is something that I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I would say yeah. generally our personal successes are very much in tandem with our characters yeah. and, totally. and the, yeah. and making the show. And it's all sort of a rising tide raises all, ships i guess yeah real ships and fake ships <laughs> um yeah what was that what was like yeah because i mean a lot of people when you go well i'm gonna get into comedy I'll, you know <laughs> some people's parents <laughs> some people's families are like why like what that's not a real thing yeah so for you to come back and go yeah but now i have this nominated cbc series i mean what was their response to that oh my i mean my parents don't love our show <laughs> uh, they have a hard time separating <laughs> anthony from like young riesling yeah. yeah which i guess makes sense because i just said they're basically the same thing right. <laughs> but uh but there is a there is a, a world of the show that is different from from our reality like yeah, exactly. the portrait of the family that we created on mings is not representational of anthony's real family right yeah. it's just inspired and yeah uh, my mom was telling me this funny story of 
her going to uh, like our local superstore and there's like this like cell phone kiosk there and this guy I went to high school with works at the kiosk and he's like hey you recognize my mom and they were chatting he's like did you watch the show Ming's Dynasty I watched it and my mom was like I don't like it very much <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this buddy was just like oh but you have to remember it's fiction like it's just inspired by you but it's not actually you yeah and then she was like oh well I guess uh <laughs> That makes a bit more sense today. I think it was easier for her to like realize that this was just a story um, that was exaggerated and, and sort of blown up for the sake of comedy, and so that like our characters could really show the dynamics of family and of just like chasing these dreams. And I think she's now come around to it a bit more, and that's like really, really nice. Yeah, I think one of the things that we really wanted to tap into with Ming's Dynasty was an exploration of Canadian identity. We get a lot of representation yeah. regionally, like there's Fubar for Alberta, there's Trailer Park Boys for the Maritimes, there's now Letterkenny for Ontario, but there's very little cross-pollination in 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 like east or west coming together yeah. or urban and rural colliding and that's really what our show tries to sort of draw a line between and actually there's that's a good point there's something there that i want to come back to when we come back from break that's that you guys are doing that's a little bit different from sort of these canadian archetypes that have always existed in canadian tv and canadian comedy so we're going to come back with more ming's dynasty right here on inside jokes Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Get us the food. Ah, outside. Yeah. This happens so, on the block. You want to be a cowboy? Day. Hey, Mike, get your guns and meet me in the back right now. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a cowboy. Grab your gun, boys. Olehi. 45 by my side, do he live? Do. You shot your bullet, but the bullet went Desperado You work for Root Boy I pull out my gun and plug two like True Boy Why Clef? Pace one Yo, this is how the West was won Oh yeah, welcome back Canada You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto And of course, coast to coast, Canada wide On the Global News Radio Network Brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical Even if you're in the back row Listen, it's probably going to be fine. Hakeem Optical. I love that. <laughs> I love that new cell line. I don't know if they do. They haven't really told us, but you know, it's That's good. So vague. What does that mean? <laughs> if you're at a comedy show, <laughs> even if you're in the back row, yeah, it's probably fine because you have Hakeem Optical eyeglasses. Good glasses, right? Yeah, right. And right? you won't be roasted by those comedians because yeah. you're not yeah. in the front, and you can see see what's going on. We're talking to Calvin and Anthony of Ming's Dynasty, aka White Wine, aka Young Riesling. So we're talking before the break. You guys are nominated for uh, Canadian Screen Awards. For two, twice over, mm-hmm. uh, digital series on CBC. So a bit of a background for our listeners who, who for whatever reason, didn't listen to the last time you guys were here. I would hope they listen to every episode. But what's <laughs> a little bit of a log line for Ming's Dynasty? Uh, I say Ming's Dynasty is two uh, wannabe Toronto rappers have to return to small town Alberta after one of their fathers uh, falls ill and is forced uh, to give up uh, ownership and responsibilities of their family restaurant. Which is a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
One of those like small town Canada Chinese restaurants. Yeah, that's right. exactly the one you're picturing in your mind. I'm right picturing now. one in Terrace Bay, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. so there, there you go. But yeah, I think the interesting, and we were touching on this a little bit before the break. The interesting thing too about what you guys are doing is, you know, like Calvin, you mentioned Fubar and Trailer Park Boys and all, and now Letter Kenny. Like we have sort of these regional things in Canadian comedy that are reflective of that specific area. But I think what you guys are doing is sort of taking these tropes and taking these stereotypes and sort of broadening them a bit and and updating them too, I think, in a way. You're making it a little bit more accessible to a wider audience. It's almost like, you know, small town Canada is a very familiar thing in Canadian comedy identity. That's always sort of played a role in what we do. Mm -hmm. You guys are almost like the millennial version of that. Yeah, and I think not only are we the millennial version of that, I think we're, you know, a part of the lineage of this history, like going back to like Bob and Doug McKenzie and even before that. But I think what's unique about Mings is that we're, you know, like you said, we're exploring a sort of a millennial perspective. Yeah. But we're also tapping into a first generation Canadian experience and the immigrant experience. Totally. uh, Because both Anthony and I are first generation Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. not that like my experience was like difficult or anything <laughs> um, for many reasons, um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're we're sort of um, exploring the outsider's perspective from many different angles, if that makes sense. And also, I think the portrayal of like small town Canada uh, has changed because yeah. like, the people in these towns have changed, like. Uh, the cities like being more populated has caused like people to move out of the city into these smaller areas and kind of change the communities and sort of what we expect because there's like amazing um, culture in these small places and diversity is exactly is everywhere now. Yeah. Well, and I think even like also a, a lot of what's happening in comedy right now is just even like tackling sort of those old Asian stereotypes in comedy. Right. I mean, you, you know, cause those were always being done from the perspective of, you know, mostly white people right. and yeah. tokenism and stereotypes. Yeah. And now you see all these properties like movies and TV shows coming out where it's Asian comics taking on this stuff and going, well, actually no, here's, yeah. here's sort of a different viewpoint of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as, as much as like, uh, that's that's an amazing thing. I think our show obviously fits into that, but it's it's about it's not about like creating categories of like this is an Asian show or this yeah. is like this show. It's like our show really celebrates like how Canadians come together. Yeah, and and, and in no way are we like making fun of um, small towns or stereotypes. We're like actually celebrating these things. And I think you're doing something, you know, you have you're doing this show, you're doing this comedy project that you want to build a Canadian audience for. Cuz I think a lot of people right now with everything being online and everything being digital series and online platforms, people sort of have skipped that step. We always in comedy we're trying to figure out how do we get our own audiences out to shows? How do we get our own audiences to watch stuff? Now everything just goes online and it's for a global audience. I mean, I'm sure you guys would love everybody to to look up this show wherever they can. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it seems like you guys have cultivated something that Canadian audiences will actually tune into this thing and build a fan base here at home. And we hope so. And that happens with like our show and also our, our live stage act as well. Like we want to just uh, connect both of those things and also, yeah, just grow our own set of fans and people who like uh, the music and also just 
yeah, this the story that we're trying to tell. Yeah, I think our priority is is to draw in that Canadian audience, and if if there are people outside of that demographic that this they they that connect with this, great. But that's not the prerogative. Like we really yeah. want to contribute to Canadian culture and celebrate that. And um, there's also universality in the specificity of what we're doing. And I think there's so much room, and we'll come back from the break with this too, but there's so much room for that in Canadian comedy because we have these sort of little boxes that we put things in that we think about when you think of Canadian culture and Canadian comedy. It's like hockey, the weather, small towns, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's so much room to do something different and make that part of our identity, which I think we're always struggling to find out in Canadian entertainment Mm -hmm. in the first place, right? So we're going to come back. I want to find out what you guys are doing at Sketchfest this year in Toronto. What? How, how much different is the live stage show? We'll be back with more Ming's Dynasty, The Return, right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, my name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it, screams from the haters. Oh yeah, welcome back Canada. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am Dean Young and I am joined in studio by Calvin, aka White Wine, and Anthony, aka Young Riesling. Ming's, <laughs> <laughs> Ming's Dynasty Best Digital Series. Nominated for Best Digital Series, it's now on CBC Gem. But you guys are, of course, so you're doing a live version of Ming's Dynasty here at TO Sketchfest this year. So how how much different is because we were talking earlier in the show how you guys first came together training at Second City, and that's mm-hmm. how you guys started writing together and performing together. So how much of a different animal is the stage version of this now that you've turned it into a series? What can people expect? It's kind of like this feedback loop between the live show and and uh, the, the digital series. Yeah. Uh, like in season one of, of Ming's, all of the music was pretty much done in, in advance of us like getting the opportunity to, to make the show. So right. we kind of wrote around the songs that we had. We wrote yeah. a couple new songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's different about uh, us doing the live show is that uh, it's live. <laughs> and I guess, like, obviously, like, those polished music pieces were kind of a good calling card to go, here, we're writing this series around these characters and around this basic concept. Here's something that you can watch right now and that looks good and all that stuff. Right. But, I mean, Calvin, you've always, even your stand-up shows here in Toronto were always very much a variety thing where it was like you would have, like, sketch stuff, stand-up, you would have musicians come out and do all this, like, yeah crazy shit <laughs> i've always loved i've always loved variety and i i think i this is my art school talking right now i am a multidisciplinary comedian <laughs> um but uh i don't like to draw lines on the sand in regards to like whatever discipline you're doing i think yeah. ming's was sort of the culmination of all these different skills that i practice to come together and tell one thing which I think is so important. I think I, I kind of feel like, you know, especially because you, you're playing to so many different platforms now in comedy. It's like, yeah, you're trying to do a digital series. You're trying to do a podcast. You're trying to release your own album. You're trying to be on stage and blah, blah. Those days of sort of just being one thing, like I'm just a road dog stand-up comedian and I travel from town to town and I do festivals and that's it. Th- mm-hmm. Those That doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, I find if you're really aggressively picking a lane, it usually leads to bitterness. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot of Howard Johnsons and a lot of dark places and a lot of, yeah, alcoholism, <laughs> wherever that goes. I think you really do have to sort of spin a bunch of different plates at once, which I think is a big part of how this series came to be, right? Yeah. yeah. But in in regards to the live show, like, it's... It's uh, we guess we got to give a big shout out to DJ Daly, our our resident uh, DJ slash music producer. producer. Yeah. yeah, he he joins us for our live shows, and uh, we've got like video projection. Like we try to emulate like a big rap concert to the best of our ability. Yeah, uh, with a few things you might not expect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is... so we like to just like perform a bunch of songs, and then we have some transitions in between that uh, are sort of like a bigger chance to get to know us as characters on stage uh, because they don't have the luxury of like sitting through our entire series to like see the story. So if you've never seen this show before in any iteration, coming to our show at TO Sketchfest is going to be sort of an introduction to our music, our characters, and just the perspective that we have. Yeah, with a whole lot of... Canadiana, but yeah, a whole lot of Canadiana. <laughs> For you, I mean, because there are so many elements to this live show. I mean, there's so much sort of choreographed stuff, and how how sort of fluid do you get to be with it, and just like interact with the audience and just roll with the moment. I mean, because a lot of a big part about Sketchfest is like, yeah, you have this written honed thing that you're doing, but every single show is completely different because whatever you engage with the audience tonight could be completely different from tomorrow night. So how sort of loose do you guys get to be with it? I feel like because we come from an improv background, uh, we always leave a bit of room for that. And, uh, you know, like you said, every show is different. You're not necessarily in control of what's going to happen. And we like to roll with the punches and be spontaneous. Um, and and even our music, we our songs, we really strive to to write them to be as catchy and memorable as possible, so that you can you as soon as you hear the chorus the first time, you can sing along. Yeah. And so we always encourage our audience to like join in with us and in and just sort of embrace the ridiculousness of of everything that's happening yeah. around you. And we leave a little bit of space in between, just to sort of like. Uh, jam with each other and riff and we aren't too tight on sort of this specific words that we have to say but there are beats that we try yeah. to hit and i think we if we can break each other that's a good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> people love seeing that too yeah we always loved watching jimmy fallon not never be able to hold it together in one single snl sketch you <laughs> yeah, know? That, right. that became like his thing you didn't care what the sketch was you just yeah i know jimmy's gonna laugh yeah. and that's yeah. it you know yeah. so we're gonna come back with more white wine and young riesling aka calvin aka anthony right here on inside jokes Hey, I'm Adam Grow, the Cash Cap Guy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Yeah, welcome back, Canada. It's a Sunday night. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes get... No, I'm not going to sing that. <laughs> I want it all like Hakeem. Ooh, I want it all like Hakeem. Ooh, I want it all like Hakeem. Your eyes can have it all. Hakeem Optical. Nice, there Hakeem. we go. Hakeem Optical. There. That was way better than whatever... 
was just going to come out of my mouth just now. That's for Get sure. your vision 2020 and 2020, Hakeem Optical. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one and only White Wine. We got Young Riesling in studio. Yeah. Calvin and Anthony of the CBC Gem Series, Ming's Dynasty, which is, of course, coming live to T.O. Sketchfest this coming week. Uh, we were talking a bit before the break about you know what where the show is at and also what what the live version of this is going to sort of look and feel and sound like at at Sketchfest for you guys when you were first writing this whole thing and developing these characters who were some of your biggest influences on the on the hip hop side but also on the, in the sketch side because i mean you guys are both also second city grads you came up through that world mm-hmm. yeah i was always a mad tv kid oh really Wait, okay like, yeah, i preferred same. mad tv over snl really? like, i feel like the intellectual and the like SNL seems like a real establishment, and it's kind of like yeah. up its own butt. In There's a, a Coke and Pepsi thing there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think MT- Mad TV was the the Pepsi. Yeah, and I always you know? preferred Pepsi. Okay, All right. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think musically, we looked at all of the popular rappers sort of at the moment, and we really, really liked the sound of the Migos when we first like started writing music together. Yeah. And that would give me an opportunity to kind of like punch in with ad libs as Calvin uh, rapped longer verses. And like, that still sort of is the case in a lot of the songs we have is like, we will trade verses and then like, we'll punch in with ad libs and stuff like that. And we really loved the sound. And also of course, Drake in the city is, yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, you got to respect what he does. Yeah. And and like I think Travis Scott is a big influence yeah. for us. Um, I don't know. I I think we have to be clear in saying like we're not making fun of hip hop because we're, no. we love hip hop and right. and we're participating within that context uh, to 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 explore these characters. Yeah, and just to explore sort of our personal perspectives on different things as well. Just about flexing, trying to you know. It's, like look impressive when you don't really have that much money or you know like yeah i think there's sort of this common trope in hip-hop to to like really be verbose and and vulgariously display your status it and is, your yeah, wealth. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh we're we're displaying everything that we've got but it's it's in the limitations right. of our of our economics i guess also like yeah it's a big <laughs> shout out to the things we love and the things that make us you know who we are right like we talked about earlier how like uh a lot of canadian humor centers around like hockey and like hoser vibes yeah. and stuff like that and and canadian nostalgia too canadian i nostalgia. feel is like is is a currency in how we communicate um, yeah it really is actually. and we and we like to mix that into yeah the fold when we're writing music yeah. we and, talk about wayne gretzky a lot oh a lot <laughs> we love wayne speaking yeah. of what would kids in the hall be then if the if snl and mad tv are like coke and pepsi kids in the hall is like hires root beer mm, like or something. no frills no, no name yeah brand. rc cola rc cola they're the yeah. rc cola yeah. yeah still fire though you yeah know? yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids in the hall is a huge influence on me i remember watching the reruns on comedy network growing yeah. up and thought it was the funniest growing up in canada that was like comedy gods you know i remember watching watching that show with my dad and he'd be like what the hell is this yeah and shout out cbc shout out cbc they they, every once in a while they really uh take a risk and yeah uh, and uh you know like kenny versus spenny got started on cbc bruce mccullough they picked up tall boys now of course tall boys got launched a series so yeah and there seems to be actually uh 
this sort of revival of that happening right now with a lot of like you guys and a lot of these digital series, CBC is sort of taking a chance on new young comedy again and going like, well, there's obviously something here. We have yeah, to I think into that. CBC is feeling a disconnect between its millennial and Gen Z audiences. Yeah, there's sort of this sort of dusty, crusty perspective <laughs> of what the CBC is. And it doesn't have to be that. And um, I personally like I consume so much CBC, uh, but I have like old man tendencies. I admit that. But uh, but I think like we can translate and and make CBC something that all generations can celebrate. Totally. And I think, I mean, you guys are very reflective of that. It's, it's sort of a, here's what's happening right now. Like there's, there's so much room for new stuff and new identity in Canadian comedy. It's like, yeah, corner gas is great, but we don't want to always just be painted into that corner of Canadian comedy is small town and these characters, like I know you guys are in a small town, but you're <laughs> right. getting, you know what I mean? But like the very much the same sort of archetypes that come back again and again and again. Yeah. And there's it's so much room for new stuff. Middle-aged perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think with, uh, with our characters being a bit younger, uh, that offers a different perspective too. That's right. There's still young people and young comics in Canada. Not everybody has moved to LA. Yes, yes. You have some of you here. Uh, We haven't lost us all yet. Making Uh, series. We're going to come back with more Ming's Dynasty right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Alan Park, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Canada. You are listening to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good music. I'm feeling the music tonight. I think we've just uh, really uh, captured uh, the hearts of the AM listening audience. I think so, too. (laughs) Great great introduction to to hip hop. There's nothing that uh, people listening to pseudo conservative talk radio on the AM dial at 8 p.m. on a Sunday night love more than a little Kendrick Lamar, I feel. You know, I, I think we're tapping into exactly the right audience <laughs> yeah, right, right now. We have Calvin and Anthony of Ming's Dynasty on CBC Gem and, of course, this week at the T.O. Sketch Fest. Uh, so, yeah, where, where can we check out this series, first of all? So, Ming's Dynasty is available for free on CBC Gem. You can download the CBC Gem app on your phone. If you have Apple TV, you can just search Ming's Dynasty and there we will pop up on your TV or just Google Ming's Dynasty and there we are. Yeah, you can watch it through the web browser as well. It's pretty Yeah, you don't even have to download anything. Oh my gosh, there you go. And the catalog is endless. Like, obviously our show is there and there's just a lot of amazing, amazing content coming from Canadian creators and from abroad as well that have been nicely curated on Uh, CBC Yeah, the entire uh, catalog of Kids in the Hall is on CBC Gen. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Pen15 is on CBC Gen. You can watch our friends, the Tall Boys, on CBC Gem. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And it is. There's so much good stuff happening. Ming's Dynasty and, and a lot more that's happening right now in Canadian comedy on this digital platform that's you get to see a lot of stuff that's just from comedians and content creators here in Toronto and across the country, so it's it's nice. There's more than just your network dial out there. Uh, and, of course, people could see you. So where are you guys performing this week for uh, Sketchfest? Yeah, so we're performing at the 15th Annual Toronto Sketchfest on Wednesday, March 11th at 7 p.m. at the Theatre Centre in the BMO Incubator. Very nice. And, of course, you can see there's going to be a bit of music 
There's going to be comedy. There's going to be mm-hmm. a little bit of the series Ming's Dynasty. There's going to be maybe some surprises. And come buy our merch. We just made merch. Not, what kind of merch? What kind of merch are you guys uh, have? We have a limited edition of Weinstein t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And uh, a friend of mine, Martin Bennett, designed our logo. And it is a throwback to the Zeller's font. And it's white wine and young Riesling. Very, yeah. Oh, nice. That yeah. is a good piece of Canadian, classic Canadiana right there. We all remember going to that Zeller's Diner with our grandparents. Oh yeah, on a mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon. I just remember being in a Zeller's as a kid, and and like, the nicotine was just sort of still <laughs> in the air, and you're like, wow, people could smoke when they shopped. Yeah, those they always had the yellow walls. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, those a lot of memories of that classic Canadian nostalgia. Go check out Ming's Dynasty live at Toronto Sketchfest, and of course, watch the whole series on CBC Gem. And we have a new song from you guys too. Yeah, we we shot a music video. Uh, my friend Paul Smith from uh, back in Brantford shot the music video for us. Uh, shout out uh, to Fast Eddie's in Brantford, Ontario, who we feature in the video. And uh, yeah, a whole lot of love from Brantford with, with, with this video. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a celebration of our nation's pride and joy, Wayne Gretzky. There we go. We're going to tee that up. Ming's Dynasty, check it out on CBC Gem. And, of course, go watch them this week at Toronto's Sketch Fest. Thank you to our panel tonight. We'll be back next week. And, of course, don't forget you can listen to all our episodes, season four till the beginning of time, right here on Global News Radio Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy RX. This week with White Wine and Young Riesling with their song Gretzky 99. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I want to see you take some shots tonight. Holding up, Hold it up. four cups. Raise it up. Holding up, four cups. Holding up, four cups. Yeah, holding up, four cups. Yeah, you know that we love that 99. Represent my city and the greatest of all time. Yeah, you can check the stats and the facts you can't deny. Prodigy from Pee Wee, moving up to the big leagues. Get the draft at 17. Watch out for this blondie. Be the best they ever seen. Play the game incredibly. Success, he got the recipe. Got the most points in the show. Yep. Pretty face and the sickest flow. Teamed up with the best bros like Curry and Samanko. The greatest or the faux show. McDavid got a ways to go. Shout out to that Janet Jones. Still looking beautiful like Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky Ain't nobody gonna question who the best be It's Wayne Gretzky Wayne Gretzky Yeah, you're looking kinda sexy on that jet ski It's Wayne Gretzky The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.